The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kuwale Ogbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. It is Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani alongside Paul Brecht. Our apologies, I know you were like just waiting so like an excitement like you do every weekday morning at 8 a.m. for us to jump on air. So we apologize. There was some technical difficulties as there was somewhat of a computer reset uh, over the weekend that we thought would have not changed any configurations whatsoever. Unfortunately, it did for a a hot second, but had no idea that that was going to happen. So it took us a little while to figure it out so that we could uh, come to you live as we do. So happy Aloha Monday. Hope everyone had a great weekend. <laughs> Thank you to Mr. Alan Mia for um, finishing his burrito in time or his musubi this morning at breakfast to to run in here and fix everything that was going on so we could chat with you beautiful people, albeit now it'll be a shortened version of the show. So <laughs> for all of you that are going to listen to the podcast version, um, yeah, it's going to be a short one, only about 30 minutes or so that we will chat with you guys on this Aloha Monday, but that's okay. At least we're here. Happy to be here. Hope you guys had a good weekend. As we mentioned, uh, going to get into a lot of basketball as there were a couple of big games yesterday with Hawaii falling to Nevada 72-66. And Paul Brecht was out in Manoa as well, just up the road from me, uh, helping out Hawaii Pacific University men's basketball, where they came up with an upset over a nationally ranked team. So I guess it'll be mostly a basketball show this morning. But first... How was your weekend as a whole, Mr. Paul Brecht? And now that we have kind of, I, I need a little bit of, before we get into the sports, I need to kind of take a minute to like just, just talk story a little bit and kind of get into the show mode because it was kind of a pure scramble for the last 30 minutes. It was a pure scramble for the last 30 minutes, which is funny because it. I, I told multiple people this this weekend where I kind of lost track of what day it was oftentimes. Like yesterday, even at the HPU game, I told multiple people, I was like, it feels like Monday to me. So I I don't even really know what happened this weekend. It just kind of went like a blur. There's been a lot of planning on a, on my end and, and on our end back at my apartment. Yeah, people coming out. It's just, it's been a crazy time. So you know, I walked in this morning and I'm like, yeah, nice regular morning show. And here we are. Nice regular morning show coming at you <laughs> at the perfect time. You know who I think it was? It was the Grinch that snuck uh, in yeah, here. There you go. And changed everything. Thanks a lot, Mr. Grinch, trying to throw us off our game on this. Cri- because it's Christmas week. Well, like, yeah. Christmas Eve is on Sunday, so it's somewhat Christmas week, and the next week, Monday, is officially say, Christmas. A week so. from today is officially Christmas. We can say Christmas is in a week. <laughs> but it was the Grinch. That's what happened. He wanted to start off our Christmas week just like this and be like, I'm going to come in, sneak into the studio. And it was only ours, you know, so I it don't know. It really was. Maybe that means we're being too positive and too upbeat all the time because I went into, although oh. our, our neighbor Chaz is very positive as well, because I went into Chaz's studio this morning and asked him, when you came in, did your screen, like your automation screen, look kind of funky? And he's like, no, everything's fine. I was like, okay, great. So it's just my studio. That's okay. All right. Never fails. Okay. Never a dull day here in the den. Never a dull day. All right. We'll start. We'll 
start a little bit. And then, of course, we got to catch up on breaks now as well. Oh, man. So, so we'll start off with University of Hawaii men's basketball yesterday. Uh, it was a really, really fun game. Hawaii, don't let the final score. Um, it wasn't indicative of the entire game. Like it was pretty much a one two point game the entire way. A lot of different lead changes 11 lead changes to be exact so if that's not a back and forth game I don't know what is Hawaii did seem to well it's weird because we came out looking awesome in the beginning and Matthew Cotton our boy Matthew Cotton had some pretty sick jumpers from downtown from the corner too not even like any easy shots just kid can sky man and he kind of reminded me of how I said in the beginning of the season just his built he's built similar to Michael Jordan and like just his athleticism as well and he was showing that and then you could tell he was feeling himself a little bit and then once he missed I believe it was the third three-point shot then he was like all right at least I got those two out of the way Um, (laughs) but it was really rare especially the first few games that we've seen where you have Matthew Cotton uh, put up eight points and Juan Munoz surprisingly only five points Juan and Jovan knowing you know being the undersized players that they are you could tell just the length and the size and the average size because every single player on that Nevada squad was really long. A little bit of a struggle. Javon even got blocked a couple of times when he tried to drive to the basket. So Hawaii did have some difficulty figuring that out throughout the game. But nonetheless, it was very, very competitive. Need to take care of the basketball a bit more, though. That was the part that was tough to see because a little bit of a mishandle on a lot of times where you just dribble it wrong or your pocket gets picked very very easily because you're just not paying attention to the defender behind you so things that can be I want to say easily fixed I was actually very impressed with how well Hawaii did because in years past we have struggled tremendously against length and against size we saw it against St. Mary's. So it seems like they are a much better team. Learned a lot against the St. Mary's team and how to still play very, very tough competitive basketball and their own style of basketball because a lot of ball movement, finding the open shot. So collectively, they did well. Just got to take care of the basketball because when you look on it, like it's bad. Assist to turnover ratio, everybody. This is what we look at. Nine assists to 12 turnovers and that's just not that is not what you want to see for those that aren't really familiar with the assisted turnover ratio I mean it's pretty safe to say you don't want to have more turnovers than assists is the easiest way to put it so that's even a one-to-one is probably not what most coaches want Mm -hmm. most coaches are probably leaning on the at the very least two to one at least 1.5 to one ratio of Mm -hmm. assists to turnovers and when it's not even one to one, it's it's a little more than that in terms of going towards favoring turnovers, and that's something Coach Iran Gana has talked about in post games as well, and talked about how the team values the basketball, and when they don't value the basketball, that's oftentimes when you see those closer games, those games that they lose, and. Not to mention, it's taking care of the little things, right? Free throw shooting as well, something that needed to be a little bit better throughout last night. You Mm -hmm. laid a lot of points at the charity stripe when you only lose by six points. You look at that as well, and just just plenty of opportunities for the Bows to pull out a win in this one. And luckily for them, they might get an opportunity to see the Wolfpack once again with the (laughs) upcoming uh, tournament. 
Yeah, that was that was my classic. that was my positive Paul had I put on last night, you know, looking at that loss. And, and like you said, I mean, Hawaii, 25 for 36 from the free throw line, something again, things you can improve the turnovers, Hawaii can improve. So overall, as much as a loss like hurts and when the, the team came around, as they always do traditionally around the court to say hi and thank everyone, you could tell they were very down on yourselves as you should be. A loss is still a loss. But to me, I at least feel confident that. They are a lot of things that can be overcome where if, you know, if the Grinch wants to set set it up this way or maybe the basketball gods. I don't know. It depends how the like exact outcome will be at the end of the tournament. So in the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic, the way the bracket is set up, Hawaii is on one side and Nevada is on the opposite side. So if both teams win throughout, they could very much see each other again. And this time with even more on the line in the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic Championship game. Obviously got to get through a couple of games first, so I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I was just last night, I'm like, you know what? It's okay. They're just making it. They're writing the storyline for us, making it more dramatic so that we can say that we're going to avenge this loss against Nevada come the championship game for the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic. But at least Hawaii has the ability to beat this Nevada team like they again I was a bit nervous about how they would deal with the length and you know you could see again it started to affect Jovan and even Juan a little bit but for the most part they found ways to score they found ways to compete against this Nevada squad so I'm very confident and this team is still very, very fun to watch. So I really hope to see you guys out this week at the tournament because they're they're a really solid team. And I think even looking ahead, barring any injuries, of course, knock on wood, that we are looking really, really good in terms of competing in the Big West this season. And I will be shocked if Hawaii doesn't do what they usually do and win over 20 games this season. Yeah, this is a 20-win team. They just, like you said, they need to be consistent. And part of that frustration, part of that disappointment after this game, Justin McCoy talked about it earlier this week. Their goal was to not lose a game at home, and this breaks that for them. But they get an opportunity to come right back to it. They host their own tournament, and like we said, an opportunity potentially awaits them to avenge that one loss there, obviously the second loss of the season for the Bows. Either way, uh, a good performance, a quality showing against a team that very likely will be competing for an at-large bid in Nevada for the NCAA tournament. So that's kind of what you want to see is that Hawaii can compete against the teams that will be playing in March. And like you said, adjustments can be made, adjustments will be made. And that's why you play those games in December so you can be prepared for March. Yeah, got to give a shout out, though, to Bernardo Da Silva and Noel Coleman, each of them putting up 17 points. Bernardo did get himself in foul trouble and essentially fouled out. Mm, I'll reserve my comments for the referees in this game. (laughs) I would probably be more upset at the officiating if, again, Hawaii didn't do themselves like justice. We're missing a lot of free throws and those turnovers. So but if you guys were there, mm, it was a little I don't want to say it was even sus because they were calling it evenly bad on both sides, but it was just, it was just, it was bad. Like missing a travel by their center right in front of me. And I'm like yelling my head off. And then I go watch some of the game last night, the replay on spectrum. And I'm like, yep, that was totally a travel. He basically shuffled with both feet after picking up his dribble. I'm like, 
<laughs> and little things just like someone like Bernardo I mean he never fouls out and then you're you're like all right Bernardo fouled, fouled out on there and just a lot of ticky stack stuff like at the end of the day at least it was called bad both sides but you just wish you just hope to get better officiating I, I I joked I made the joke and it could be true like maybe they just had a little bit too many my ties or eggnog <laughs> on Saturday and they just yeah. I, I don't know they were just treating this as a Sunday game but like I said 42 fouls yeah. that's a lot I, I don't want to put all the blame on them because Hawaii didn't capitalize on the calls that they received 25 for 36 the difference in the game and it's like you just make a few more it's a very different game and down the stretch it was like a two-point game essentially and obviously the deficit looks a little more because you foul them to try to get the ball back and all of that stuff that goes into uh, basketball and strategery but nonetheless Bernardo looked amazing he was really kind of what we've been expecting of him you know being that he's a veteran player but just unafraid more sec as well more sec still doing young basketball player type of things but still still green yeah still a threat Jovan, even though he couldn't really find himself offensively, still was able to find his players. So I I don't think there's really much to worry about. Again, with this team, it's things that they can fix themselves in order to compete in this tournament coming up this week. But I'm excited. So hope to see you guys there. All right. Got to step aside. So when we come back, we will uh, go to the other game that was in Manoa as well for Mr. Paul Breck to give us all the insight at that. And we'll hear from HPU men's basketball head coach Jesse Nakanishi when we come back on Wake Up in the Den. Wake Up in the Den with Kuule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. Kule Agbayani alongside Paul Brecht. Hope you guys are having a good Christmas. In case you missed it, the Grinch came over uh, to our studio over the weekend and like messed up our log. So (laughs) short didn't show today, but we appreciate all of you guys that have tuned back in or maybe just tuning in right now. And you know what? The show just went accordingly like it always does. So talking a lot of of basketball as we're recapping the weekend locally. Want to move from the University of Hawaii at Manoa to a little inward in the Manoa Valley to Hawaii Pacific University men's basketball as they have the Hoops in Hawaii Holiday Classic going on right now. It tipped off yesterday with HPU taking on the nationally ranked Cal State University San Bernardino in which they won 82-71. So shout out to the Sharks and head coach Jesse Nakanishi. So before we have Paul Brecht uh, essentially give the breakdown of what happened in that game as that's where he was yesterday. I want to hear from head coach Jesse Nakanishi and what he had to say following that upset win. Here with head coach Jesse Nakanishi after HPU's upset win over number nine CSU San Bernardino. Coach, you guys had to go through a, a bit of a kerfuffle there in the first half. Melo Sanchez gets into it with the leading scorer from the other side and Two technicals called on their guy, ejected. Mello gets called for one. How do you keep the team focused during that and able to hold off what was a really heavy offensive run from the Coyotes? Um, yeah, credit to Mello for having some poise through that. Um, and, you know, they did it in that moment. And 
uh, just credit our guys who responded and every little run that they made we were able to counter and, and, and never they were they never took the lead and you know sometimes if they actually overcome your lead and you know you start looking around with a young team that we have so credit our guys they you know credit Melo especially um, you know he hit some big shots when we really need them in the most critical of times and you talk a little bit about Melo hitting those big shots <laughs> finishes tonight with 31 points knocks down five three-pointers, many of which step back over a defender or two. Just talk a little bit about what you saw from him tonight as he's obviously struggled a little bit with his offensive game or at least getting some space over the past few games. What did you see from him tonight that allowed him to finally explode like that? Yeah, you know, our goal was really to get him 15-plus shots. And, you know, unfortunately, I mean, we play a team like this. They guard so hard and so tough and so physical. Um, so credit Melo, he, he withstood some of that and um, had to do more creating for himself instead of it coming out of the offense. So credit credit him. Yeah, big shots. Technically six in a row now because the UH scrimmage doesn't count for your overall record, but it certainly imprinted on you guys. How was this week of practice leading up to the Hoops and Hawaii Classic? And, you know, what was the messaging to your team as you guys went into this game against a top 10 team in the nation? Well, even prior to the UH game, it was, you know, caught a statement stretch because, you know, we had UH Division One team. We had a top 10 team coming to our building and then a team um, in Anchorage that beat us pretty good at their place. So and we, we, we're still figuring out Lincoln right now. But so anyway, um, you know, we were able to recover. It was finals week as well. So we were able to give a couple of days off um, and get get fresh again. But also, we got after it. We were really efficient practices on those non-rest days. And then last question for you, as this Hoops in Hawaii Classic continues <clears throat> on, what would you like to see from your team over these next couple of days, even after a big-time upset win like this? Feels like there might be a few corrections still to be made. For sure. I, th- I think um, we talked about it already. It's handling success um, as, as, as you do adversity in the same way. You just try to get better each day. And there's definitely going to be some learning moments from this game that we uh, will learn from and try to put into the next game. Thank you, Coach. And that was HPU men's basketball head coach Jesse Nakanishi following the Sharks' 82-71 win over the number 9-ranked Cal State San Bernardino to tip off the Hoops in Hawaii Holiday Classic. Melo Sanchez, no surprise there, leading the Sharks in scoring with 31 points, followed by Diggy Winbush with 13. But, Paul, you were out calling that game for the Sharks' stream. What were some of your observations, and what exactly did you mean by the kerfuffle? (laughs) That's my favorite word to use. It's such a good word. Um, so f- first off, the kerfuffle was between a pair of the best players in the game, Melo Sanchez, obviously, part of it, and then Cedric Altman, the leading scorer for C- CSUSB, uh, kind of got tangled up, and Altman really lost his cool, started to go at Sanchez. Sanchez to his credit, made it look like he didn't really do anything, <laughs> though he definitely kind of got... Nah. He was the one who also got hooked up as well. Um, nonetheless, Altman didn't know when to stop, continued to go at Sanchez. Sanchez very smartly walked away, went to, or, pardon me, directly to his bench, 
Hence why you saw Altman get two technicals and immediate disqualification and ejected in the first half, still with about 10 minutes remaining there. And then Sanchez, only one technical foul. Instead, he goes to the line, hits two free throws, and from there just kind of lights the gym on fire. Sanchez was hitting all kinds of shots that we've gotten used to seeing Mello mm-hmm. hit. The step-back threes, the tough shots over defender, two defenders, you know, the shots that almost make you cringe at times, like, no, 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 oh my God, what a shot. <laughs> and that's just kind of who Melo Sanchez is, is a guy who is going to go out there and get you tough buckets. And in a similar way, Diggy Winbush is that kind of guy, too. And he, mm-hmm. you've seen him kind of buoy the Sharks' offense as Sanchez has gone through some offensive struggles the last few games you know, seven points, seven points, eight points, whatever it was against UH, even that wasn't necessarily up to his standards. And last night, really backpacking the Sharks in the second half on their way to a monster upset over the number nine team in all of Division II men's basketball in Cal State San Bernardino. And it they they led essentially the entire night. Just a really impressive performance from Nakanishi's squad, their defense is truly what was most impressive to me because even when CSUSB was getting or was going on their offensive runs, it wasn't because of easy shots. It was just good offense. And mm-hmm. how many times have we said great offense beats great defense? That's just the it is just the, the way, way it, is. it is. And so does free throw shooting. Yeah, yes, free throw shooting. But and that was something else as well, where HPU down the stretch, they did exactly what they needed to do, knocking down free throws, taking care of business. And really, it's been the case all season for the Sharks. And that's why you see them on this six game win streak right now. Once again, that UH game doesn't count for HPU, counts for UH uh, in terms of their record. So now six straight wins against Division II opponents and really quality Division II opponents. And in a couple of days, they'll get an opportunity to avenge one of those two losses, Alaska Anchorage, one of the teams in this Hoops and Hawaii Classic. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see. It was a lot of fun last night, a really electric atmosphere inside the Shark Tank once again. Uh, we've talked about that as well, where fans doing an awesome job coming out there. And it, it's a different environment than mm-hmm. UH Manoa, where... You have the Stan Sheriff Center. It feels like you're in a stadium, right? Where inside the Shark Tank, you're almost on top of the court, on top of the players, and it gets loud in there because of that. So a lot of fun last night, a lot of fun for the Sharks. But as you heard Coach Jesse Nakanishi say, it's not about just one win and done. It's about doing it consistently now. They have to learn to deal with success. They just took down a top 10 team in the nation, there's a target on their back now. They're not sneaking up on anybody. Although, it's not like they were sneaking up on many people with big old 7'4", Matthew <laughs> Van Komen each and, game. And a sharpshooter like Melo Sanchez that we were talking about extensively last season. And we'll repeat it again where it seemed like he took a little bit of a, bit of a dip at the end or mid-season and towards the end of last season entered the transfer portal. And you know what? Jesse Nakanishi just does what he does best and being the coach that we know that he is, got Melo to come back, and now he's he's playing the way that we expected him to play last season. So whatever, you know, that puts more confidence. I mean, it's not like we never believed in Jesse in the first place, but for maybe any casual fans, Jesse is an amazing coach, and he's proving to be that way with this HPU Sharks squad. Again, with that upset win, 82-71 over number 9-ranked 
at that time. And, you know, next week, obviously, it'll change against Cal State uh, San Bernardino, which, fun fact, was Coach Laura Beeman's school in which she is in the Hall of Fame, I believe, for that score, Hall of Honor, one of those things. If you want to hear more about it, go back and listen to our episode with Coach Laura Beeman. You can find that on our YouTube channel as well. Super fun episode. Yeah. And so the Sharks play tonight at 8 o'clock versus Lincoln University and then tomorrow at 6 versus the University of Alaska Anchorage as Paul kind of mentioned it's one of two teams that they lost to to start off the season which they've gotten quite a few games under their belt so far so I believe this will be a lot closer of a game also they play at home so they went on the road to play in Alaska where they lost 65-50 to Alaska Anchorage and I I'm pretty sure it'll be quite a different game tomorrow again. So go out and support the Sharks if you guys, you know, hey, if you're not Christmas shopping, then go to the Shark Tank uh, tonight at 8 and then tomorrow at 6. So we'll be right back to wrap things up on Wake Up in the Den. Wake Up in the Den with Kuale Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. But today of Christmas, my tutu give to me two coconut Welcome back. Kule Ogbayani and Paul Brecht on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Christmas week. Woo! All right, can't get into too much stuff as we only have a few minutes left, but a lot going on throughout the week as we talked a little bit about the to open the show, which was not that long ago. like 30 minutes ago to open the show. The Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic happening this week. It tips off on Thursday. Tomorrow is actually the Coaches versus Cancer event. So I will be out there tomorrow evening and to celebrate a good cause and lead into this week's tournament. Hawaii gets the tournament started against Portland. That will be again Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. They will I don't want to I don't want to get ahead of myself. So I don't want to say like if they if yeah, I guess if they win or lose. If they win, they will move on to the semifinal and face either Georgia Tech or UMass. And then on the other side of the bracket, as we mentioned, there is Nevada and Temple, which is the first game of the tournament at 10 o'clock a.m., following followed by TCU and Old Dominion at noon. So however that bracket goes and then we'll see how it how it plays out. But. You know. Christmas with and the basketball gods if we can get that Nevada and Hawaii rematch will be very very interesting and I mean it'll be tough to outdo what happened last Christmas and and then the game isn't even on Christmas day this time the schedule is so weird this year like so the tournament is Thursday Friday and Sunday ending on Christmas Eve and then you have the Hawaii Bowl that's going on on Saturday on the eve of Christmas Eve. <laughs> so usually how it works out is Diamond Head Classic is on Christmas Day and then Hawaii Bowl is on Christmas Eve and then the Diamond Head Classic are the two days before Christmas Eve. So now the schedule's all weird. Wonky. Yeah, it's a little wonky. So I kind of joked with the other half. I'm like, so what are we doing on Christmas Day now? <laughs> this is weird. Recovering. It's been like kind of the tradition, like Christmas Day is always we spend it at the Stan Sheriff Center. And then, you know, afterwards, it's not the whole day. So then we go and uh, with our respective uh, families to celebrate Christmas as well. But it's weird that we will have the entire Christmas Day to not Man. do anything. This is really weird. Thank- thanks. 
thanks guys for messing up our our usual <laughs> Christmas plans. No, but a full week of basketball. Not only is that going on, but you also have the boys tournament for the Iolani Classic as well. Uh, that is so a lot of stuff starting today. You have KS Maui versus Pace Academy out of Georgia. Iolani versus Kauai High. Uh, Kamehameha Schools, Kapalama versus Christ the King. And St. Louis versus St. John Bosco. So a lot of basketball-filled week on top of Hoops in Hawaii Classic, as we mentioned. So, whew, this is a really, really fun week. Anyways, but that's how we want it to be. Basketball. basketball. And then Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to know what to do myself. But we got to go. We'll have the full show tomorrow, I hope, if the Grinch, <laughs> if the Grinch doesn't sneak in here again. For Paul Brecht, I'm Kule Ugbayani. Mahalo for listening. Bye.